0: Hello and welcome to ATB Tennis Radio's festive quiz. It's been a remarkable year and as it draws to a close, we devote our final two podcasts of the year to looking back at the 2020 season, both halves of it, and looking forward to 2021. Next week, we'll have our time capsule where our commentators predicted who would be the top players of 2020 a year ago. So we'll see just how wrong we all were. And we'll do the same right now as we test the commentators' tennis knowledge, recall and their imagination in our ATP Tennis Radio Quiz. I'm Chris Bowers and I've drawn up the questions for this quiz so if there are any errors I'm running away as far as possible and as fast as possible from taking any responsibility. We'll have questions on the 2020 tennis season general tennis knowledge and a few snippets from the action you've heard live with us over the past year but First, let's introduce the two teams we have for you. We have eight commentators and captaining a team of British voices and wearing a very festive hat and jumper that doesn't work at all well on radio is Gigi Salmon. Gigi, uh, introduce us, please, to your team and let us know your team name.
1: Well, let's start with the team members, Chris. And thank you very much for hosting this quiz once again. It is a highlight of our year. But on my team, Team A, we'll call it for now, we have Barry Cowan... Lucy all and we have Seb Lozier and we've gone with the name of Team Venus. How why is
2: that
0: Gigi?
1: Well, I think you can explain Barry why we've gone with Team <laughs> Venus. <laughs>
0: Moving swiftly on to the other end of the world, where we have Peter McCarto, who captains a team of multinational voices. Peter, introduce us, please, to your team and tell us what name you have chosen.
3: Well, we are the winning team, Chris. Thank you very much. And it is lovely to be talking to you and to everyone else uh, around the world. Uh, we have, we've assembled a crack team. I tell you what, this uh, is going to be a fantastic competition. We've got, as I go around the screen, we've got the honorary Aussie, Brian Clark the bread maker extraordinaire fantastic Uh, we've got the master chocolatier Jill Krabus you can say hello, guys. You know, I'll probably do all the introductions. Hello. And we've also got the master coach, Miles McClaggan. Thank you very much. I thought I
4: was going to be the, uh, yeah, the, the, the bread maker and the chocolate maker.
3: I could be the, the tester.
4: Well, you could be the tester. I <laughs> amounts of those.
3: I was <laughs> sort of under the impression that this was going to be kind of like a MasterChef bake-off, but no, this is actually sticking as a quiz, so we're going to stick that way. We're going to be Team Johnny Piers. We are Team Peers
0: all right so we have a doubles pair of Piers uh, peers and venus i wonder what significance that has in the 2020 on atp tennis radio so um thank you very much for uh, presenting the teams i'd say uh, you cl- have a claim to four continents their uh, team peers um because uh peter is in australia we have jill and brian in america and uh, Miles grew up in Zimbabwe, but played Davis Cup for Great Britain. So that's pretty impressive.
1: Chris, is there is there anything impressive about our team? Uh,
0: well, I thought so. Uh, it's the solidarity of all being from the same country.
1: Right. Okay. Yes.
0: <laughs> oh dear, oh, dear, we're losing control already. Thirty questions. I will present the odd numbered questions to one team and the even numbered questions to the other. You get two points if you get your own question right, but if you get it wrong, the other team can get a bonus of one point if they get it right. So team captains, masks on, approach the net please for the coin toss. Now Gigi, you know the drill, ATP or FedEx?
1: I will go ATP.
0: And it is FedEx. So, Peter, you have. Uh, do you want the odd-numbered questions or the even-numbered questions? Was it an actual coin? It was an actual coin. Yes. I thought we were going to have the electronic coins. <laughs> yeah, <sauce>. the flip <laughs> on the screen. Well, we would have done. Only the uh, the internet dropped out, so we couldn't do it.
3: Uh, what do we want, team? Do you do, do we? Does that really matter? Of all the important things, L- whether well, we go get into first an early see. lead. Let's let,
4: let's get early lead. That's let's typical dominate,
3: coaching. Yeah. That right. is my, That yeah. is coaching one hundred and one right there. It's we so are going to lead from the front.
0: Fine. So the first six questions of this quiz are on the tennis year twenty twenty, and the first question goes to Team Peers. How many matches did Novak Djokovic win before he lost a match in regulation? In other words, before he lost a match by losing the final point of the match?
3: Well, just let me fire up Google Djokovic here.
0: Djokovic um... win? No, 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 no. <laughs> you're, not you're not going to do that. Match. What? Otherwise, you get a code violation, warning Mr. Mercato, use of search engines. Um, how many matches did Djokovic win before he lost a match by losing the final point? He was into the so 40s, wasn't he? When
5: right? the season stopped, where was he, 29 or 23. Um, because then he won yeah, Cincinnati. Yeah, I think
6: you're right, Brian. I, th- I thought it was in the 40s. I,
5: no, I no, to... no, I'm saying, but then he won yeah. like he won a few matches before he lost because he won right. Cincinnati, he won a few matches yeah. at the U.S. Open. So, okay. so Miles is right, it probably is in the 40s. I,
4: I I think it was, I don't know, 41, 42, something like that. What,
6: yeah, I I feel like I was, my first thought was like in the low 40s somewhere.
0: So what's the answer? Pick one of those, Captain.
3: Rightio, we're going with 42.
0: That is incorrect. I can throw it over for 1.2 Team Venus. How are
1: we feeling about this one, Team Venus? It's less than that. I don't think it was that many, yeah. No. We've probably
2: mentioned it about five times in commentary, but... (laughs) So do you know the answer, Barry?
4: No. (laughs)
7: Okay.
4: (laughs) Even he doesn't listen to his commentary.
7: (laughs) I, I, I reckon it's about 35. I think it's less.
6: What about? Does anyone, does anyone get a point for being the closest?
0: Uh, not in this round, no. Not with Magnus Magnusson, we don't know.
1: How about if we go 36?
0: Oh, that is so close. The answer was 37, I'm afraid. 37. Oh, no. What a
3: shame. Oh. He won
0: 26. He was defaulted in his 27th and then won 11 more before losing his 39th to Nadal in the French Open final. Right. So, Team Venus... Six players this year won their Maiden Tour title. Can you name them? And you will get one point for two of the six, two points for four of the six. And if you name all the six, we won't offer any bonus points to the other team. So six players this year won their Maiden Tour title. Can you name them? Milman.
7: Yeah, Milman. Hugo Umber.
0: Ketsmanovic. So you've got Milman, Umber, um, Ketsmanovic. Sinner. Sebot VILCH. Yes, Sebot VILCH, And there's one more. Kasparud. Very good. That is that is impressive. Oh,
1: Lozier. Wow. Wow. take a bow. I remember, he,
7: he just won it before he got to Rio.
1: Oh.
0: Question three, which is for team peers: How many match points did tennis Sandgren have against Roger Federer before losing their Australian Open quarterfinal?
1: Oh, this was a long time ago.
5: Is it that
6: eight? Was a long time ago. I, I was going to go with
5: seven, mind, but I
8: don't know.
6: Uh... I, would, I I would trust Brian more than, than
5: myself. No, it right was. Now.
6: Brian, you came out with that pretty quickly. So, are you feeling so confident?
5: I mean, it was just in my head.
3: I'm just going with everything that Brian says, essentially, Good. in uh, this quiz. i I've been it
0: wrong, wrong. I've been let's wrong let's already.
3: So. <laughs> we'll, we'll share the love.
0: So what, what's your answer?
3: Let's say eight. All right, let's go eight is the answer that we are putting in. That is our final answer.
0: That is incorrect. I will throw that open to Team Venus. Six. 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 I thought seven.
1: Oh no! Don't make me choose.
0: You may be broadcasting it, sure
1: Gigi. You,
7: Gigi?
1: <laughs> I, don't make me choose as captain. This is awful. This is the worst position. I mean,
7: between me and Barry, I'd go with Barry every time. So it's you know, just go with Barry. But they said
2: seven. They said seven as well. So I
7: think we should yeah, go seven.
8: maybe seven. I remember he tweeted, should he have a shot for every match point that night? Yeah. Nine would
1: be too many. Six too little. Yeah, let's go seven. Oh, I like that thinking and... OK, Quizmaster.
4: Not if you just lost nine match (laughs) points.
0: We are going for seven. And seven is correct. So, you get your bonus point, Team Venus. Very good. And now, Team Venus, your question. What was significant, in retrospect, about the doubles final at the Delray Beach Open? their last match. Ryan yeah. Brothers' last match. Yeah. Is that your answer? Yeah. Yep, that is correct. Lucy, are so you? you get your two points for that. Very good. So now over to Team Peers. Oh, okay. we've got so a challenge. Got challenge.
5: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, what's the challenge? They played Davis Cup after that. If it's the tournament, uh, yeah. I guess yeah. they just wanted to...
0: The answer was what significant was that it was their last ever tour match and they won their last ever tournament. So, uh... Uh, yes. You get half yeah.
6: a point for that?
3: Yeah, half so, a point for the challenge.
0: Since they are so much in desperate need of it, they can have half a point. Yes. <laughs>
6: okay, we're um, desperate right
0: now. <laughs> we need to challenge. Right. Question five. This is for team peers. Desperately needs the points. Who lost a three and a half hour Grand Slam semi final in five sets and in his next match at an ATP Masters 1000 event was beaten 6 1 6 1 in 73 minutes?
6: I'm thinking Zverev. I don't know, but I'm not sure.
3: That's where I was going, but I've been on long service leave all year, so just,
6: just because I feel like he would do that, could, so that, that, would be been, possible. Semif- that would have been
5: which that would have been lost in in Cincinnati.
6: Well, you so lost um, the slam first. No, yeah, oh, the he, slam
5: first. Oh, so it could have been. Did he get to
6: Australia? He was he was he in the semis in Australia? now? I can't remember.
5: <laughs> yes,
6: and then and then.
5: He was oh, in the U.S. Open doing? final, right?
6: Right.
5: Yeah. Did he get to the French Open semi?
0: That's a good shout. Go for that. One. All All right.
3: right. We're going with uh, we're going with Sasha Zverev.
0: Okay, that is wrong. Team Venus. Do you have uh, a, a, an answer for us?
2: Karina Busta. PCB PCB
1: because yeah. he lost to Nadal in Rome after is that right? Pablo Carreño-Busta.
0: Pablo Carreño-Busta is correct. He lost to Sverif at the US Open and then was beaten by Nadal in Rome. And so, Team Venus, this is the final question of this round. The final of the tournament in Santiago, featuring two young players seeking their first ATP title, was the last what?
1: Was it the last event? Before lockdown.
7: Yeah, it probably was. I was going to say the last clay clay match, but it probably was the last match.
0: Before lockdown. If that's your answer, that is correct. It was the last tour match before the tour was suspended. The good news for Team Peers is that that is the end of the first round. Good. And But we now have a very special moment. We have a very special moment. If you're a regular listener to ATB Tennis Radio, you'll have heard us make reference to our hard-working producer, Russell. You're entitled to wonder whether he actually exists, whether we actually... Get ourselves to air without anyone's help, and Russell's just a figment of our imagination. But no, he really does exist, and tonight he's the hard-working scorekeeper. So Russell, tell us what the scores are after the first round.
9: Yes, thank you, uh Quiz Bowers. And uh, after the first round, the oh. scores are as such: uh Team Venus, which uh, comprises Gigi, Lucy, and Barry and Seb, have eight points, oh, and yay. Team Piers comprising Peter, Brian, Jill and Miles have half a point.
3: Can you have five points for overacting?
9: I love your broadcast voice.
0: There there we go.
3: What are we dealing (laughs) with here? What is going on? You're listening to the ATP Tennis Radio Podcast.
0: Now then, round two is what links? I'm going to give you three names and you need to tell me what the link is between them so we start off with team Piers, and your question is mark rosset andre agassi and nicholas Massou. what links those three
3: olympic gold medalists well, yeah. that was the first thing that yeah. came to my mind
0: yeah. is that your answer
3: you go with that rosset, jill
0: when rosset won gold did he yeah
4: okay it's come on
0: that is the correct answer hey yeah. <laughs> the next the next question is for team venus what links Mark Edmondson, Andy Roddick, and Andy Murray? What links Mark Edmondson, Andy Roddick, and Andy Murray?
1: Well, the silence means we're off to a good start, team. I was thinking lost Grand
7: Slam finals yeah. before they won one, maybe, yeah. but I'm not sure about the first Some, guy. Something else.
8: Roddick,
2: Roddick won his first, first, first.
8: title. Oh, did he? oh yes, San He'd Jose. Win their first title in the same place
2: in San Jose. That's a good
1: shout. That would be an amazing shout. If that's right, that is.
0: So your answer is?
1: Go on, Lucy, give us the answer. They all won their first title in
8: San
6: Jose. my goodness.
0: That is not correct. So I will throw it over to Team Piers.
3: Can I have a go at this one? Anyone know in our team?
6: No, Peter, you can have it if you know it. (laughs) I'm
3: probably way (laughs) off. because, But wasn't it they won a Grand Slam in their home country?
0: I will give you half a point for that. Um, the answer was that they were the last Aussie, American and Britain to win their home slam. So, you were halfway there, but I will, I'll give you half a point for that one.
8: Wow. So,
0: well done, uh, Team Peers. Right. Team Peers, this is your question. What links these tournaments, Toronto in 2004, Madrid in 2009 and Miami in 2019? What links… Toronto in 2004, Madrid in 2009, and Miami in 2019. The new site. The Toronto... I'm not aware of... Toronto is that moving? Is that your answer? I mean, Madrid and Miami,
5: definitely. Yeah, I think
0: mean, that's a good shot. That is the correct answer. Yeah. Hey! They were, all, they were all staged for the first time at, at new purpose-built venues. Right, Team Venus. What links? Yevgeny Kafelnikov, James Blake, and Gail Monfils.
1: Seb, you're looking very pensive, you're
0: looking deep in thought.
7: No, I was just wondering whether it was sort of come back come back wins after a long layoff or something like that.
0: No idea. Okay, then I will throw it over to Team Piers. That happened quite quickly. Did you it? have an answer, Team Piers?
3: Are we still on the air? Of course we are. Uh what are we uh what are we going with?
4: It's nothing obvious. I mean, obviously m won slams, which the other didn't. Blake's now a tournament director,
3: but the other two aren't.
8: Yeah, I was
3: no, um, uh, that, that rules that out. We're just... uh
0: seems like everybody's stumped on this one. <laughs> the answer is they never won a Masters 1000 tournament. Kafelnikov lost five finals, Monfils lost three finals and Blake two. None of them ever won a Masters 1000.
1: Monfils is not retired, so he still could.
4: He didn't say anything about them being retired. He just said they hadn't won one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Then, yeah. he,
1: then yeah. he could use most players in the top 100, 200.
3: Challenge Can Unsuccessful.
8: One of them hasn't won one yet. I think half a point. <laughs> no. Team <laughs> Venus has
3: no challenges remaining.
1: A very deceptive question because we were going for – you would have gone for retired players and, and he isn't one. Um,
3: um. <laughs> but you've got him sorted for the next couple of weeks of lockdown. He'll get a response to you in two to four weeks.
0: <laughs> this is a question for Team Peers. What links John McEnroe, VJ Amritraj and Vincent Van Patten? What links John McEnroe, VJ Recharge and Vincent Van Patten?
3: Not terribly across Vince's work, uh, Brian. Are you uh, familiar with his. Uh, <laughs> his, uh, his uh, he was an operator?
5: I'm not familiar with his catalogue now. Can you. Uh,
3: could, uh, Miles, any. Uh, do we? Not particularly, no. No? Jill? No. <laughs> Jill's, Jill's a slide. Jill's about to fall asleep. That's how well we're going as a team.
0: Uh, Did they all wear a headband? Um, that is not correct. No, that was Seb answering that question. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that, yeah, that was the only, that was the only answer you were ever going to come up with. So um, let's move. I'm so
3: going to hang up on you. Uh, the uh, <laughs> tell you, the, I was. Could it be? Uh, I don't know. Fucking something. Yeah. Could it be a singles doubles Did thing? They, where... they, oh, they all
0: appeared in a movie? That that is not that is, uh, that is not the correct answer either. I will throw it over to Team Venus for a bonus point. What links John McEnroe, VJM Recharge, and Vincent Van Patten?
1: I mean, we came up with the headband answers, so I'm not sure how we're going to go here. <laughs> they all live in the same city.
0: <laughs> okay, I will give you the answer. They all appeared in movies.
3: Ball said that oh. I Said that. <laughs> at the end. <laughs>
0: yeah. John, McEnroe, John McEnroe appeared in six movies, mostly playing himself, but then he was married to a, a Hollywood legend in Tatum O'Neill for many years. Amrocharge was a spy in the James Bond film *Octopussy*, and Van Patten played the lead character in a film called *The Break*, about a tennis player who was banned for assaulting another player.
7: I gotta say, Miles did say it,
3: yeah, but you know,
0: yeah. Okay.
3: My question to you, Chris, question... can you take me through Vincent's career, please?
0: <laughs> <laughs> the the final question in this round is for Team Venus. What links Denis Istomin, Yanko Tepsarevich and Hion Chung?
7: Well we've got we've obviously got eyeglasses, right? They all wear glasses. Is that not it?
0: That is the correct answer, yes.
1: Oh, there we go.
7: Right, that was that was more of a question to our captain than a an
5: No,
1: answer. I love it. He took it. He's I think quizmaster's in a hurry.
5: On iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn and ATPtour.com. This is the ATP Tennis Radio Podcast.
0: We will now move on to another round. Um, this one is called one-on-one. And this there will be no conferring in this round. I'm going to ask four questions, um, and I will tell you which, who, which player should guess the answer. And the answers are all a number. And the closest will get the, um, the two points. So the first one is for the captains, Gigi and Peter. So no conferring here. Your question is, and and, uh, Peter gives his answer first in this, how many aces were served on the ATP tour, including slams, in 2020? How many aces were served on the ATP tour, including slams, in 2020? Peter, your guess first, please.
3: The tour happened this year? Were there tennis this year?
0: Just because you didn't commentate on much of it. (laughs) (laughs) We need a number.
3: Uh, The... (laughs) I don't know. Let's see. Isner's output's normally a thousand a year, but he would have played only a fraction of those tournaments. So if we're basing it on that,
0: well, if you're going to do an average of an inventory of all the players and what they're likely to have served, I think this will be the 2021 quiz.
3: Radio, all right. <laughs> uh, well, let's let's go. Let's say four thousand.
0: Gigi, your answer, please. Can I just say
1: higher or lower?
0: No. If you go if you go higher or lower, you might be beyond the the range, so you have to give a number.
3: If you go high, you could say four thousand and one, and you'd win. So how does that
0: work?
1: It's closest to.
0: Yeah, but um, if it's higher,
1: I haven't got a clue. I will go three and a half thousand.
0: Well, Peter gets the points because the answer was seventeen thousand and sixty three. Nice. No way! Well, seventeen <laughs> no, thousand! Oh my god! As as recorded on the umpire's tablets. Right, the next question is for Lucy and Jill, and this time it will be Lucy who guesses first. The ATP rankings began in 1973. Since then, how many players have been ranked in the top 10? <laughs> the ATP rankings began in 1973. Since then, how many players have been ranked in the top 10? How many players can say that they have been ranked in the top 10 for at least one week of their career? Oh, my God.
3: Someone's been busy in lockdown.
0: I say guess. I mean, you might know the answer.
6: Is this the one who's closest again?
0: Yeah. It is the one who's closest gets the points. But Lucy, can I give you give your guess? And then Jill will guess.
6: Okay. I'm
8: terrible with numbers. Um...
3: Start with 10. Work with 10 and then go from there. <laughs> There's only uh... 10 players in the top 10 at any one time. If Federer's
4: been in there since
8: '73.
0: Yeah. So, <laughs> <yeah. laughs> um, 210. Lucy's guess is 210. Jill, your guess?
6: I will guess, um, 200.
0: Well, Jill gets it, but you're both pretty good. The answer was 172. Ooh. What? Oh, wow. That's good. Which surprised me. I thought there'd be more.
3: What about the WTA? There'd be 4,726. But it shows how dominant once you get into the top ten, how dominant they are.
0: Exactly. That that that's a very good conclusion to draw. Right. The next one is for Seb and Brian, and it will be Brian to guess first. Come on, Brian. And your question is: The longest match of the year was played by Corin Mute and Lorenzo Giustino in the first round at Roland Garros. It was six thousand five minutes. But how many games did they play? How many games in their final score?
5: Final score for the match? Or final number of games for the match cumulative?
0: Final number of games, exactly, yes. With obviously any tiebreaks that they played, counting as one.
5: Um, 73.
7: I was going to go very similar to that. Uh, It's just whether I go fewer than that or more. Um, I'll go 75.
0: Oh, we're going to have to split that 1-1 one, one because the answer is seventy-two. Oh. <laughs>
5: oh, no. Wow. up, What up, Brad? Well done, Sam. The
0: remarkable thing about this match was that the first set was 6-love. Justino won love six seven six seven six two six eighteen sixteen. 7-6 7-6 2-6 18-16. So, that was the longest match of the year. Now, the final one of this round Um, Is Barry and Miles, and it will be Barry guessing first. Come on, Barry. The Bryan brothers retired from the tour in 2020, but how many match wins did they have as a pair in all tour-level events? So, Tours, Slams, Olympics and Davis Cup. So, any singles wins don't count, and any Mike Bryan with Jack Sock don't count. I
2: would say 850.
0: 850 from Barry. Miles, your guess?
4: 851
0: (laughs) (laughs) well you're the first person to play that game and unfortunately you're you're justified in doing so because the answer was 1108 yeah so team peers get the point there right there we go so shall we call in the uh, hard working scorekeeper Russell to give us the latest scores after 16 of the 30 questions
2: you did terrible that round
0: (laughs) 14 more questions Hello.
9: Hello. Yes. Gosh. Can you all hear me?
6: Wonderfully, Looking yes. Looking
9: your BBC voice. So after round three, uh, and in that round, Team Venus scored two points and Team Piers scored three points. So the overall totals after three rounds are Team Venus, led by Gigi, with 12 points, and Team Piers, led by Peter, with... Six points. Ooh, it's
0: getting close. Still still enough time to to make up the ground.
9: This
5: is the ATP Tennis Radio Podcast. Podcast, podcast, podcast.
0: Right, the next round is called You Heard It Here. We're going to play you bits of commentary from our colleagues, but we're going to cover up one word, possibly a word, possibly a phrase, possibly a name. I'll help you with that. We'll, We'll replace them with jingling bells. So, this is for Team Peers. And here's a bit of commentary from our colleague Nick Lester. I want you to tell me what is the missing word covered by the jingling bells. Take it away, Russell.
9: Drop shot from Medvedev. Here's TFO with a drop shot of his own. Medvedev comes forward and puts it cross-court. TFO's there. Medvedev will get there somehow. And TFO... has turned around, oh. not thinking his opponent was going to get them all
3: back into play. I have never seen
0: that before. So a bit of Barry Cowan in there at the end. So, Team Peers, what is the missing word from Nick Lester's commentary that we covered up with the Jingle Bells?
3: Rightio. Miles, you probably were hovering around this particular event.
4: No, I, I do remember that. That was in Washington, wasn't it? Unbelievable point. Tiffa turned around.
0: Uh, how
3: is Nick, by the way? Is,
0: there, is he good? Yes. he's. I saw I saw him the other day. He's fine. Yeah. Good to hear. Um, So what's your your answer? Maybe the word wasn't there.
6: Is it just one word or is it like a phrase?
0: It is one word. Incredibly. Stopped.
6: Stopped. That's what I was thinking. Stopped.
0: We're going to say stopped. Okay, that is not correct. Before we play you the correct one, for one point, I'm going to hand it over to Team Venus.
1: Barry, can you remember?
0: (laughs) P.F.O.
7: Sounds like unbelievably
0: or something like that.
1: Yeah, I think so. That sounds like quite a Nick Lester word
0: as well. We'll go unbelievably. Let's play the commentary clip as it went out.
9: Drop shot from Medvedev. Here's TFO with a drop shot of his own. Medvedev comes forward and puts it cross court. TFO's there. Medvedev will get there somehow. And TFO, unbelievably, has turned around, not thinking his opponent was going to get them all back into play. I have never seen that before.
1: Well done, Seb. Well well done, done, you guys. You get
0: your bonus points. Very good. One point to Team Venus.
1: The most amazing thing about that clip was the crowd noise. I've actually forgotten what it's like to have a crowd like that at a tennis match.
0: Yeah, very good. Good point. Um, Hopefully it will come back in 2021. Now then, the next question, which is for team, team Venus's question. This is our colleague Richard Connolly. And again, we've taken out one of his words. It's one word and replaced it with the bells. What is the missing word?
9: Little short slice from Anderson. Oh, back out from Sitsipats. How can you do that? Match point down.
0: Incredible.
9: I think incredible.
0: Yeah.
7: It couldn't be unbelievable because they're not going to do unbelievably and then unbelievable. So, yeah, I think Richard would say that, yeah.
0: Your answer is. Incredible. Yeah. That is incorrect. So I will hand it over to Team Piers to see if you can pick up a bonus point.
3: Is it this been. It wasn't this one in the promos for like seven years?
9: Uh, I'm looking at the so, HW. So F- that, what,
4: the Richard would Remarkable,
9: maybe? Yeah, that can sounds. Can
6: we play it again? Can we hear
9: it one more time? Little short slice from Anderson. Oh, back out from Sitsipas. How can you do that? Match point down.
3: Sounds like something Richard would say. How is Richard? Anyone know? Remarkable,
0: sensational. <laughs> Richard is fine as well, yes. Ran into him last week as well. <laughs> <laughs> this is becoming like Groundhog Day.
1: I was going to say, Chris, you're being very sociable in lockdown.
3: <laughs> All right, we're going to? Are we going with remarkable, everyone?
6: It seems so short of a time in, in between for it to be that long of a word. But sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, your answer is remarkable, is it? Yes. Um, Well, let's hear what the
9: actual word was. Little short slice from Anderson. Oh, ripping back out from Sitsipats! How can you do that? Max, point down. I would never have got
0: ripping. And you're absolutely right, Peter. It was in the promo, but I'm afraid you don't get the point for that. So, rip out. (laughs) one. this is one for Team Peers. What is Mikey Pereira describing in this bit of commentary? Again, we need to know what word... That the bells have replaced what is Mikey Pereira describing in this bit of commentary? What word have the bells replaced?
5: Looks to try and What's recover is it? the with a down the line. It's got to be like rocket or missile.
4: Missile sounds good for Mikey. Yeah, it's
6: yeah, a... missile sounds right. I don't know.
5: I hope I get bonus for the British
3: pronunciation of missile. Too. I know. Good <laughs> job. <correct>. Made, <laughs> Thank you. you
6: made me say it that way.
3: <laughs> say it again, Brian. <laughs> Missile. missile. There you go. You heard the uh, American talking like you, Chris. That's got to be a bonus point.
0: So is that your answer? Missile or missile? Yes. Okay. That is incorrect. So before we play the correct one, I will hand it over to Team Venus.
1: Can we have another quick listen to it? Looks to try and what? recover. Is with a...
7: Down the line. Rocket. I, it sounds like he's just about to say the word rocket. <laughs> could, like Exocet. It's too long. That's quite Mikey, though. Um, Rocket, I, I say. Or, yeah, I mean, rocket? you could I'm... just go simple as winner.
1: Winner. Uh, you reckon? Ooh. Winner or rocket? Or ripper.
5: <laughs> <laughs> ripper.
1: Should we go uh, rocket? And I apologize if it's winner. Looks to try and recover, is there, with a rocket down the line?
0: Yep, yeah, you get the bonus point for that. It was a rocket down the line. Now then, um, this is for Team Venus. Here is our colleague Steve Pearce with a match involving Gail Monfils.
7: Monfils is covering a lot of yards here to stay in the point. Goes up the
1: line. <laughs> <My goodness. laughs> I thought he'd finished. <laughs> Can the word be nothing? Goes up the line. Um, is it just wow? Is it just wow or something like that? Can we have a, wow. n- another Uh-oh. listen to it, please, producer?
7: Morphise is covering a lot of yards
0: here to stay in the point. Goes up
1: the line! Yeah, wow. Should we go with that?
0: So your, your, your answer, answer is... is wow. wow! Okay, that is incorrect. Before we hear the correct version, let's offer it to Team Pierce. Would you like to have a guess?
3: So now I've got to think like Steve Pierce. Uh I was
6: thinking like, no, how he goes, no, like goes up the line, no. I don't know.
7: Can we hear it one more time? Morphis is covering a lot of yards here to stay in the
4: point. Goes up the line! Come back, right. Cat. A bit of, pull out a bit of Aussie there. I think it's, I think wow is in, the, is in a good ballpark there.
3: Yeah. So something like, oh, is it, can you have, oh, is yeah. a word? Could that be a thing?
4: Is that a
0: thing? <laughs> I'm not, I'm not playing Scrabble with you. <laughs> <laughs> so is that your answer?
3: Yeah, let's do that. Sounds like something Steve would say. You, what do you reckon, Brian? You're, a, you're, you're, been to the I think We need before. a
0: word. I think we need a word.
3: I'll give you, you know, a word, I mean, but it may truth, not be the right truth. one. <laughs> Shut up, <models. laughs> No, I like. I'm good with this guess. Crikey. Oh, don't no, crikey! I don't think you'd use crikey.
0: Okay, let's let's hear what the correct one uh, well, the correct commentary was.
3: Morphise is
7: covering a lot of yards here to stay in the point. Goes up the line, Magnifique.
1: Oh, oh, oh come on!
0: I
7: Never have
1: got that.
0: Ever. Well, I did. I did say a match involving Gael Monfils, and he mentioned Monfils in the commentary. So there you go. I mean, you were on the right lines with "wow," but he he happened to turn it into French. There we go. So this is a t- question for Team Piers. The irrepressible Robbie Koenig is the commentator in our next clip. What word do the bells cover?
9: Just got to be kidding me. Simply.
3: Let's see. Who's,
0: what phenomenon Which team doll.
3: is this for? Is this us? <laughs> <laughs> that is good. He loves that one. It's us. So uh, team
0: pairs. Yes.
3: Let's roll through it, them. Tough it as probably a wood-
5: is Phenomenal. Doll. Yeah.
6: Phenomenal. He
3: loves that one. Let's see. He Tough as a woodpecker's one. lips. Uh, no pressure. More no more diamonds. I reckon I could go through the whole <laughs> list of them. We'll get to it eventually. Well, the big- yeah. <laughs> it's got to be
4: one
5: word, right? This is. It I di- think Phenomenal. Doll.
4: Was that with, I can't remember, was the commentary on Nadal?
9: No, he didn't say. Play it again. He didn't
5: say, play one more time.
9: Just got to be kidding me. Simply,
3: It could be jaw dropping. He likes that one. Yeah. Hello, Robbie, if you're yeah, listening, by the way. Anyone, how's Robbie going? Is he good? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Chris saw him last week. He was in Lewis
3: just
0: the other day. <laughs> I, think I have not been to South Africa. I have not shout. seen him. Yeah, jaw dropping is a good shout.
3: <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say jaw-dropping.
0: Thank you. That is not the correct answer. We'll throw it over to Team Venus. Would you like to have a go?
7: Irresistible. I I was going to say irresistible as well. But Phenomenadal is quite good as well. But I irresistible would be top. For irresistible.
1: Me. I think we've got two shouts for irresistible. Yeah.
0: You're going with irresistible. OK, let's hear what the actual words were that Robbie spoke.
1: Just got to be kidding
7: me.
0: Something... Phenomenal! Oh! Oh, oh, no! no! So both teams got that, but neither of you trusted yourselves with it. Oh man! Wow. This is
3: what happens when we don't listen to Brian, team.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
5: uh, the second t- I'll admit, the second time I heard it, I didn't think it was phenomenal. I, I kind of backed off because
8: so. he paused. There was a pause in between. Yeah, there was the pause.
0: Well. Uh, The English language is not safe when Robbie Koenig's around, so he will create more words, I'm sure, as the year goes by. Here is some commentary now from Pete O'Dgers. What phrase are the bells covering? This is a phrase.
7: Doesn't, Medvedev is there, but then what an audacious stretch backhand volley from the Australian, just... Uh,
0: This is for Team Venus. Gorgeous.
1: It's a phrase, isn't it? It's a phrase. It's a phrase.
7: Yeah. Out of this can we, world. Maybe.
1: Can we go again?
6: That's yeah. a good and one, Miles.
1: miles. Oh, it might be good.
7: Doesn't. Medvedev is there. But then what an audacious stretch backhand volley from the Australian. Just
8: simply out of this world. I think that's a good one. Okay.
1: Yeah. Anyone yeah. else? Yeah. No, I think okay. that's a good guess. Okay.
0: Yeah, well, you're right. Let's hear what it actually... Oh, Lucy!
7: Doesn't, Medvedev is there. But then what an audacious stretch backhand volley from the Australian just out of
0: this
1: world. Oh, Lucy.
0: Very good. So two points for Team Venus on that one. Right, Team Peers. The commentator this time is Simon Cambers and we're looking for a name that's covered by the bells.
2: Djokovic gets there, flying up the line from... Oh, what a point! What a smash from Novak Djokovic.
5: Look like out there. Whoa, that's tough. That is.
3: So it's Djokovic versus Dimitrov. Let's, let's right. just try to think about the match here. Simon came. How is Simon, by the way? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I saw Ask him last week. Chris saw him recently. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, I know he's not coming coming to Australia next year, but to be nice to he just still re- abjectly refuses to have a hit with me. But anyway, that's another story. What are we going with? What's the word we're going with here?
5: He was quick there. Can yeah, we hear that he again? Djokovic gets there,
2: flying up the line from Djokovic. Wow. Oh, what a fight. What a smash from Novak Djokovic.
5: Look like out there. So, it's definitely a, like an athlete in another sport. Like he's probably saying like Michael Jordan or LeBron James or something.
4: Or
6: like a superhero, I didn't even like, catch uh, that. Good job.
5: Brian. Well, I'm saying like it was a smash. Right. Superhero. I like Miles. That's a good thought too. So, important. what did
6: you say, superhero?
5: Yeah, like
4: it's like Superman or yeah. jumps high.
6: <laughs> yeah. Brian, you've been the winner of our team.
4: Or, or like if it's a a good, if he does, it say that he jumps up. It could have been Sampras, maybe. Is it, was it Sampras? <laughs> One more time. Djokovic gets the flying
2: up the line for a oh, What a point! What a smash from Novak
3: Djokovic! Look like out there. Come on, team, say something. <laughs> Let's say Selfest. Sampras. Safest option.
0: Pete Sampras. Is that your answer? That is not the correct answer. I will throw it over to Team Venus for a bonus point.
7: I reckon he's just finished saying the letter N at the end. So I'm wondering whether it's Michael Jordan.
0: Let's go, Jordan. Michael Jordan. Yeah. You're going for Michael Jordan. Let's listen to the commentary clip as it happened.
2: Djokovic gets there, flying up the line from Djokovic. Wow. Oh, What a point! What a smash
0: from Novak Djokovic. Look like Michael Jordan out there.
1: Oh, Seb!
0: <laughs> Very good, Team Venus.
1: Incredible work, Seb. Yes.
0: You had a Brian. Sorry, Brian. So you, you get your bonus point for that. And this is your question. This is the last of the uh, You Heard It Here um, questions. Here is Philip Studd commentating on one of Jack Sock's matches and he uses, well, a kind of name.
5: and return from Sock and again he's rushing to the net and he's playing one of those shots. Incredible!
0: Philip Studd's favourite
1: word is marmalised.
6: It's just one word, Chris?
0: It's a sort of name.
6: It's a name.
0: It's not us though, Jill.
6: Can we have a listen can we have a listen
1: to it again, Chris?
5: Back and return from sock, and again he's rushing to the net and he's playing one of
1: those shots. Incredible. What he Chris is saying sort of name, so it's a sort of name. Sort of a shot. a tweener. Oh like a Kyrgios. Kyrgios. Tweener
2: or a hot dog or something.
1: But if it's a name of a person.
7: I have to hurry you here. Have a pop, Gigi.
1: um i I d I'm I don't know on this one. Barry, what are you thinking? A, tweener. a sort of word. It's a sort of word. Yeah. Is a hot dog a sort of word? A tweener a sort of word?
3: No, they're actual words.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <It's> a tweener. <laughs> I, I need an answer, Team Venus, or I'll hand it over um, to... uh Sam, are you Piers got anything? For...
7: Funny thing. No, I was just wondering, sort of Federesque, something like that, I don't know. Yeah, go
1: yeah, Let's that. just just give that, because we, we have nothing, yeah, so we good. like that. We're going Federesque.
0: Okay, that is not the correct answer. Um, team Peers, would you like to go for a bonus?
3: Go on, Brian. What do you got, Brad? They need it. We need it. Um How's Phil going, by Barrett. the way? Has anyone caught up with Phil since <laughs> it's been a long season? I haven't.
7: Has the snooker season been going? <laughs> well I was gonna say it depends on how much snooker they've played in lockdown.
1: Well, it's played indoors, so it got hammered a little bit. Barry said hot dog, and I, I do like that guess. Actually. I
6: was thinking hot dog too, Brian, <laughs> I was thinking hot dog too. But
4: I, I, I thought Chris I said it's sort of like a name, so Federer-esque was a good sort of guess.
6: Oh, it's sort of like a name? Hot dog I think that's...
4: A I, think that can a guess. I
6: Can
5: we
1: hear
6: it
5: one more time? Backhand return from Sock, and again, he's rushing to the net, and he's playing one of those shots. Incredible!
1: Federer-esque was a good guess. It was yeah. such yeah. a good guess. Well, no wrong. So good. Phil
4: Mickelson, little <laughs> slicey
3: <of> chips. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, Sock does play golf.
3: have to be a tennis player, wouldn't it?
0: And your answer is?
3: Come on, someone say something. <laughs> Pick a player. Marmalised. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. No, we're, we're going to pass this one. Pass.
0: Okay, let's play, the, let's play what Philip Stott actually said.
3: Backhand return from Sock, and again, he's rushing to the net, and he's playing one of those
9: Jay Sizzle shots. Incredible.
5: Oh, Jay Sizzle. Oh, man. I, I don't feel bad for missing that. <laughs> <but. I know.
9: laughs>
4: it's not one of those where you go too right. close.
5: You're listening to the ATP Tennis Radio Podcast. Available on iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn, and ATPTour.com.
0: And now, to finish the quiz, six more questions of this on tennis general knowledge. And we start with Team Piers. Who is the youngest player to top the ATP rankings? Who Of all the players who topped the ATP rankings, who was youngest when they first got to number one? I'm thinking Hewitt or Nadal, maybe? I was
6: thinking Nadal, but I don't know.
5: Oh, exactly. I went Hewitt. Brad? I would say Hewitt. Nadal was 22. Yeah. yeah. I think he was... 24. No, 24. No, 22. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Okay. You know, I would say Hewitt. I would say Hewitt.
0: That's that's our final Is that your answer?
3: Yeah, it's probably wrong.
0: <laughs> that that is that is correct. Hey no, no, no. So you, get you, get, you get your two points, and I will not take any off for the fact that Brian got uh, Nadal was twenty-three when he got to world number one.
3: Come oh. on, come on, Brian. Ah oh. Oh.
0: <laughs> Um right, this is for Team Venus. Which male player has won the most mixed doubles titles in the open era? Which male player has won the most mixed doubles titles in the open era? Leander
2: Pays has got to be, hasn't it, team? Yeah, you think so.
8: Yeah. Yeah.
7: How many has Jamie Murray won? He's won quite a few, hasn't he? But no, probably nothing nothing close to Pays.
1: We will go final answer Leander Pays.
0: It is correct. Do you happen to know, that for, no, for no bonus points, do you happen to know how many mixed doubles titles he's won?
1: If we get this, we deserve three bonus points. Twelve.
0: At a guess. Nine. Uh, not bad, ten. Ten. Good, yeah. good
1: guessing. I forgot about the one
0: with
8: um, that
0: one. This question is for team peers. In what year were professional touring umpires introduced on the ATP tour? In what year were professional touring umpires introduced on the ATP tour?
3: Miles, as a player and as a coach, surely you, you were aware of this. There was a memo, whether it was was it faxed? Or was it emailed to you? That'll give us a good clue. Smoke, here. smoke
4: signals, smoke signals. Back then, I think.
5: What do we would think? it have mid-80s?
3: been around when they started, like, like the Masters,
5: like, which, were, like, which thir- was like because like
4: we Just had fifty. Year- oh, you mean the Masters series? Yeah. Um, if we think or of earlier, than some- I mean, some of those early finals, I remember mid eighties. I think they had the likes of Jerry Armstrong and those guys. Would they, would they have been
5: touring? But would they have been touring? Right, exactly.
4: I think they might have back then.
5: Give
3: us a year.
4: My 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 guess is eighty one. Anyone else can bump that out if they want.
0: Is that your team answer?
3: Sure. Why the hell not?
0: <laughs> uh, you're not you're not the captain, are you? Oh yes, you are the captain. I'm sorry, I thought it was right at the
3: other <laughs> <laughs> they easily you get forgotten <laughs> about. Daddy. Unbelievable.
0: Yes. Well, I, I thought it was a bit like putting the fox in charge of the hen house. So, uh, yeah. Um. It, uh, that is not the correct answer. Eighty-one. I will throw it over to Team Venus for a bonus point. If you get to within one year or get it right, you get the bonus point.
1: Anyone got an idea here, team? I think it's maybe
8: later. I don't. I think it's a, like a new thing that they were called touring. I mean, you did have, like Miles said, like Jerry Armstrong and those guys, but I, I kind of feel it was a bit later.
2: So but right. I'm wondering. I'm wondering if anything happened after when McEnroe got defaulted in Australia.
3: That was it's Jerry Armstrong the... as well. By the yeah. way, that was yeah.
8: So,
2: so I'm wondering and for our that final was round Chris is
4: about Jerry Armstrong.
2: So maybe eighty <laughs> nine. Yeah, eighty nine. Eighty nine. Chris,
1: nineteen Eight, 89.
0: Eight eighty nine. You're both as far away from each other. It was eighty hmm. um,
4: in the ballpark. And,
0: and in fact one of our erstwhile colleagues who died four months ago, David Mercer, was in line to become one of the first touring umpires, but he made the fateful decision to become a a tennis commentator on the radio instead. And um, he was not one of the first uh, cohort. So yes, it's amazing to think that tennis went open in 1968. So the players went professional in 68, but it took 17 years before the umpires went professional. Anyway, question now for Team Venus. What happened in the third game of the final set of the Miami semifinal between Novak Djokovic and Roger Federer in 2009? What happened in the third game of the final set of the Miami semi-final between Novak Djokovic and Roger Federer in 2009?
2: Federer broke a racket against Djokovic one year in Miami. Let's go for
0: that then.
1: <laughs> I, I, I feel like lucy i feel like lucy
0: wants this done now <laughs> is that your team answer which is
2: unusual for federer to do <laughs> something like that exactly, which, and, yeah. and we know we know chris loves federer
1: chris that will be our answer i think no, that, that I f- is correct a feeling...
0: it's correct it's the correct answer what no, federer, federer missed a forehand and smashed his racket in a split second of rage he was booed by the crowd for all of about 30 seconds, and then they got behind him again. Last question for Team Peers. Can we get 20 points for this Korean, one? The Korean it player, Heung Tae A- Lee, reached the semi-finals of his last tournament of the 2000 season, but what was unusual about his passage into the third round? The Korean player, Hyung Tae Lee, reached the semi-finals of his last tournament of the 2000 season... But, what was unusual about his passage into the third round?
6: what tournament was it again, sorry I didn't say oh <laughs> i
0: i didn't I didn't include the name of the tournament in the question. you
3: said the last his last tournament of two thousand
4: did he maybe get
0: two walkovers
3: well, that's i was I was thinking either two walkovers or something, i guess potentially um could it have been something if it's two thousand it might be an Olympic year. could have been something Olympics related potentially. Such as It could a third three. round Third round would be a middle would it be a middle round? Cluster middle round, something mm-hmm. like that.
1: Can you find a book behind you to help you?
3: Shuntak <laughs> Lee, my life and times. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the I've got the media guide behind me. The ATP media guide. Would that would it be in there, Chris? That the, you
4: didn't ha- you didn't have to hit a ball to get to the third round, Chris.
0: I don't think that qualifies, so I'm gonna throw it over to Team Venus for a bonus point.
1: Oh, but I, is it close? That I feel like that's close. Can you possibly be a lucky loser and make the third
7: round?
0: Yes.
1: Yes. But what was what what was the question again? Was it
0: something significant just in the third round? The Korean player Hyung Taek Lee reached the semi-finals of his last tournament of the 2000 season. But what was unusual about his passage into the third round?
1: Okay. And they said he didn't hit a ball, and that wasn't allowed as an answer. I think they, both his opponents retired, so he hit a ball, but he had retirements. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah, they were defaulted. Is, all
0: that, is that your answer? Yes. Okay, neither of you got it. Um, the answer is that he won his second round match when Goran Ivenicevic was defaulted for having no rackets after smashing the only three he brought onto court with him and it was a tournament in Brighton. In England. I was there. So you were there, Barry. I thought I thought at least one of you would have been there. Yeah. Oh. The final question of the quiz is uh, for Team Venus. What is Captain Teddy Wakelam's claim to fame in tennis? What is Captain Teddy Wakelam, that's W-A-K-E-L-A-M, what is his claim to fame in tennis?
1: I don't think it helps the fact you spelt his surname, but well. Uh, <laughs> <I> will. <laughs> uh, Barry, Lucy, Seb, final question. Any final thoughts?
7: I mean, did he win the first ever tour match? I have no idea.
1: Barry Luce?
2: Yeah, that's a good, it's a
8: good, yeah.
1: Yeah, I think that's a good a yeah. shout as any. <laughs> I love it when Lucy's just had enough. She's like, yeah, we'll go with it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> See? So your answer is that he won the first tour match. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. That is incorrect. I will throw it over to Team Piers for a bonus point.
3: Give me the name again.
0: Captain Teddy Wakelam, W-A-K-E-L-A-M.
3: Was he of Captain and Tennille fame, Chris? He flew, he flew to the
2: tournament and landed on the court.
3: Uh,
6: I, have, I have no clue. No I idea. Have zero. I have zero clue. So
3: it's got to be something ATP-related, surely. has to be. It's an ATP podcast we're on, so it's got to be something ATP-related.
6: Peter, I think you're on this one by yourself. All
3: right, this is what's happened. See, we're we're losing now and everyone's just jumping off.
2: This is for 20 points as well.
3: Haven't heard heard from Miles for a little while, so he's gone. Uh, Dill just hasn't brought anything. Uh, Come on, Brian, anything? I've,
6: I've, I've kind of left it up to you, Peter.
4: There was a captain who was like Davis Cup, you know, back in the day, you know, it was captain, this was the Davis Cup. Captain in the army. It was that, that's how you got that position.
0: Can, can I can I take that as your answer, just so that we put out put ourselves out of our misery? Yes, please. Okay, you're you're both a long way away from it. Uh, he did the first ever tennis commentary on radio. It was at Wimbledon in 1929. His full name was Henry Blythe Thornhill Wakelam, but known as Teddy. And apparently on one occasion he got so enthusiastic he set his script on fire while on air but just simply kept on commentating while he put the blaze out
1: was he smoking while commentating <laughs> Probably. i
0: How looked on times- his wikipedia apparently that's where the
5: phrase back to square one originates with captain teddy oh,
1: so really? you've been so brian you've been googling your answers have you oh, oh, so lost. Really
5: and we're, and we're
3: still losing <laughs> yeah obviously i'm not a good cheater <laughs> come on brian
0: well, we do have one question left, if necessary. And that's the tiebreak question, but I have a feeling it won't be necessary because let's bring the hard-working scorekeeper, Russell, in for the
9: final scores.
3: I tell you, this would want to be good, HWP.
9: Yeah, no tiebreak needed, Chris. Uh, final scores on the doors. Far and less enthusiasm, yeah.
3: Russell's voice now. Than yeah, he's dropped off 40. completely too. Pretty much like the audience at the minute.
9: Mr. Mercato and team have eight points. And that's for the whole competition, not just that round. So, the winners, carrying on the tradition of uh, the last couple of years, with a marvellous 21 points, are Team Venus.
3: Well done, Team Venus. Woo! In our defense, that quiz was robbed. We were robbed. We actually won the quiz, Brian, Jill, we won the quiz. So we, uh, we, we, refuse to we refuse to acknowledge uh, that the, anyone else has won it. We've won the quiz. We just want we to make, make you guys Donald Trump.
1: <laughs> Oh, thank you. It's, Jill, it's, it's worked. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the questions were weighted in such a way as that we couldn't get them right. So, uh, you know, that's...
1: Well, no, thank Crazy you. Team, you were amazing. That was an amazing team effort.
0: As the sound of bickering among commentators drift into the ether, that's it from the ATP Tennis Radio festive quiz. My thanks to the two teams, to Russell Albert Hansen for scoring and, yes, getting us to air as well throughout the year, to Greg Sharko, the ATP statistics guru, who checked the answers to the numbers-based questions, and, of course, to you, our faithful listeners, for being with us. Don't forget, next week's final podcast of the year, uh, when we look back on our predictions for 2020, it lodged a year ago when none of us could even spell coronavirus, let alone tell you what it meant. And we'll be back with live action in the new year. From me, Chris Bowers, have a very happy, healthy and safe festive season, however you're allowed to celebrate it. And thanks for listening. Bye bye.